cracking open. This is a Run Wild IPA from Athletic Brewing Company. Good, good beer, and it's non-alcoholic. Yes, and I'll explain that in a second, but I'm enjoying this tonight. Yes. What's going on? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. And lately I've been posting new episodes on Wednesdays, but yesterday I went to the San Jose Earthquakes game and was handed one more beer, one, that one extra beer halfway through the second half. Well, that one more slash last beer kind of put me over the top, right? <laughs> so there was no way in hell I was going to record last night. Let's just say that. I'm fine now. I'm not hurting. It's just, yeah. Hence, that's why I went with the, the non-alcoholic beer tonight. I'm like, no, I don't want beer today. At least not anything with alcohol. So there's that. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Or email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Both options are free. Yeah, I don't charge you for that. Now, I do have to admit, this episode is going to maybe be on the shorter side than normal. And you might say, Rick, your episodes are normally only about 20 minutes anyway. And to that I say, correct. So this one's going to be even shorter, I'm, I'm assuming. So, as I said, having fun at the Quakes game kind of took priority. Had one too many beers last night. Head was hurting a little bit today. There's no way in hell I was going to talk on the mic. But it was a fabulous night overall. So here I'm going to give you a little backstory. So my son... He got to hang out with like some of his teammates for his soccer league, you know, and his team. And they got to do the opening flag ceremony. So he was like on the field holding the flag. He got to stay there for the whole national anthem, which is really cool. And and he got to after the game, he got to sit in the player's seat. So he was just stoked. So it was so cool to see that. And and they won. Earthquakes won four to zero. So it was an awesome night. And I didn't get hardly any work done for the podcast. So here we are. It's Thursday if you're listening now, or if it's Friday, hey, happy Friday to you. With that being said, I wanted to focus this week on items that I've read in the past week. You know, we all have, I mean, I know I talk a lot about videos, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to only focus on stuff that I've read. So, and I've been keeping up with like most of the videos. Don't get me wrong. I might chime in a little bit maybe next week. And I even checked out the Tampa Pro. I do have some thoughts on that, Some, some, some like... Not hot takes, but I have some thoughts, so maybe next week. But I wanted to do a quick episode about the amazing stuff that I've read and maybe stuff that you might like as well. So for starters, the Chromeball interview with Louis Barletta was freaking awesome. Yes. Longtime listeners in the show know that you know I'm a big fan of Louis. In fact, I hope to have him on the show one day. So but then again, you know. It's going to be very, very tough to top this Chrome Ball interview. So I'm like, is it even worth it? Is is there? How can you get a, a better, inter, a more better interview from what we just had? How can we top that? So many great questions, so many great answers, and they touched on so many things that I didn't even know I, I was interested in hearing from Louis. So it was, that's it was that good. For example, how in the hell could I match this? Okay, pretend like you're going to interview Louie, L- L- interview Louie, and here's your, you're like, what, could, what should we ask? What should be the first question? No, kind of like an icebreaker. Here's what this one was. Do you believe in illegal tricks? <laughs> oh, and I was like, if there was ever a perfect question for the perfect skater, 
it would be that one. Right? I mean, just think about it. And we all love and hate Louis Wright for his trick choices. And which they also take a, like a deep dive into this interview. Some of it's his choice. Some of it wasn't. It all worked out for his brand. It all worked out for the better. But I was like, how perfect was that? Great first question. Maybe about as perfect as his answer, though. And spoiler alerts from here on out, by the way. I, I'm not, I don't know how deep I'm going to talk into about this, but I'm going to cover some of the stuff. So if you want to go back and read it first, fine. But his answer was, quote, no, but I do believe in suspect activities. <laughs> uh, that was classic. I, I love that. Yeah, I was like, yes, Louie. That is so spot on, but so Louis as well. But uh, like I said, it was a great, like a fantastic icebreaker of a question. So I was like, bravo, bravo. And I knew right then and there that I was in for a fantastic interview. I mean, I knew right away because it was Louis Barlett. I clicked really fast. Well, yes, I'm going to read this ASAP. Actually, I think I was at work or something. Yeah, I, I had to read it later. But I was like, as soon as I have an open spot, I'm reading that. So, And not that I was like at all shocked. And I mean, I do mean that we all... A lot of us know how Louis skates, and as I said, some people love him or hate him, but this interview is amazing, and I've always loved his skating, loved everything about, you know, Brand, Barletta, the hair, his music selections, his personality, so I'm all in for Louis Barletta. So with that being said, it was refreshing to hear that Louis and I have something in common. You know, I don't have an elite, I don't believe in illegal tricks, but I'm totally going to steal that phrase, suspect activities. <laughs> so perfect. And coming from him, it made it all better. Actually, you know what? We have two things in common. Now, I, I'm checking my notes here. His comment about grip tape, I, I was nodding my head. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm right there with you. I can't stand it and get my brain past it when it's not like, you know, just kind of the normal wear and tear. I, I don't know how people can skate their boards after dark slides. Like, it's so distracting. I wouldn't be able to do that, to have the, just the shredded grip tape and trying to do tricks. I would have to... As he said, he would do doing it as, you know, at the the end of the life of a board, not like a fresh deck. You know, no, couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm already laughing. And I was laughing out loud after reading his Donger and Sheffy story. That was hilarious. Can you imagine showing up to a spot, you know, and seeing, or actually, or I should say, hearing them doing that the whole time? <laughs> and we're talking about Donger and Sheffy. And for some reason, when I read that, I'm all, have I heard this before? I don't know if it was maybe on a Nine Club interview or something. But think about it. Two of the biggest names in the game at the time. <laughs> and you show up, and you're like, I would have been like, hell, um, Donger, Sheffy, uh, big fans, guys. Would you like to come down now? <laughs> maybe have a Scooby snack? No, no Okay, never mind. Well, just let me know if you need anything, okay? Just give me a holler. I mean, a howl if you change your mind. Well, I was dying. That was so funny. And I loved how he, he just said, yeah, he just they were up there the whole time. And it was cool, but he still geeked out about them. He was starstruck, as he said. He still gets starstruck, which is cool. Because I kind of get the same way, too. And reading this interview also reminded me that we used to be neighbors. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that. If I've ever mentioned it before, yeah, Louis and I used to be neighbors. So, I mean, only he didn't know me or know of it. But yeah, it was back on Sixth Street near downtown, and we'd constantly like bump elbows at the Seven Eleven. And 
hearing all the stories of that party house was definitely entertaining because so much went down at that house. I'm so glad that although we were neighbors, we were far enough apart that I could still get some sleep at night. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I can't even imagine what it was like living within earshot of that crazy mansion. Crazy stuff went down there. And it's also nice knowing that Louie grew up watching Savannah Slamma, that Savannah Slamma video. I, too, watched that thing so many times. I mean, that's one item that I want to mention, though, is, and yes, it's going to date me a little bit, but back then, back in then, or back in the early days, or in the 80s, or not, you know, not 90s, but 80s, we didn't have as much video content to go around as much, you know, as we have now. So we basically had to watch the same videos over and over and over and over. Like I watched the OP Pro contest from 84 over and over and over. I watched the Savannah Slam over and over and over. Like that's just what we had, you know? Skate TV, I recorded it and watched it all the time. And then once the DVDs started becoming more popular and cheaper and more available, and then everything obviously we all know now goes to YouTube. So you can now... You can look up on YouTube, Savannah Slamma. I suggest you do that. Just put it in the search button, type it on in. You will thank me later. That's some classic, like, OG footage for all the kids out there. Good stuff. And I, when I think of Savannah Slamma, I think of Christian Asoy, obviously. I think of Eric Dressen, Mark Gonzalez, Tommy G, where he kind of does his little swag. He's doing a board side, kind of does his swag. He's got his, like, little tilt, and he puts his hands on his shoulder, like, bam. You have to see it to, to, to know what I'm talking about. Classic moments like that, though. If you haven't seen it, I'll put the link in the, in the notes below. You have to check it out. Then this was, but this was such a great interview. I loved reading about like his backstory about the Rod Stewart song. That is a perfect Louis edit type of song, and perfect. And I now have that song stuck in my head right now, literally as I'm talking to, into the mic now. And that's, and then I can see Louis that part. So it's a, it's a perfect song, well matched. One thing that really resonated with me was when he was commenting about how he no longer gets mad when attempting tricks. And I've gotten better about this over the years just because I'm like, I know my abilities. I know my brain, right? We, we know what we think we can do, but then also know my abilities. And I just think back on how I used to get so damn pissed. Like you're wasting all this energy, just anger when it could have just been used to do the trick or, or maybe try a different trick or just move on. But the key thing that I want to point out is I loved how he said, how he talked about how it looks like after you finally get the make and, but your body language of relief, you know, it's not, I mean, we, there are some times where you have the joy and you get the homies, this and that. Yay. High fives for everyone. Yay. Cool. But it's true though. Like you've seen some skaters, they land those tricks, you know, they've been grinding they've been throwing boards, you know, focusing boards, doing whatever. And it doesn't look, it, there's a look to it. And that's, he, he, he said it perfectly. I'm like, yes, that makes so much sense. Great info. Loved how he talked about that. Because it should, it should never be about just trying to get it out of the way. You know, it's like you, you then kind of get lost in the final outcome, right? And you're not in the present moment or even enjoying skating. You know, I mean, it's very easy to say, right? It's very easy to say, but very difficult to master. You know, and trust me, I know this. But it was so cool to hear him say that about his skating. I'm like, damn, even Louie, like, you think about it, like, he's always, like, kind of happy-go-lucky. But, you know, we all, in, in, back in the day, or even now, you, you, you're dealing with frustrations that you know you can do a trick, but can't do them all first try, right? You're not that good. I mean, not, 
at least not most of us, but as he said, quote, I think it's a maturity thing. You don't need every single trick. It's not a trick count. You are entertaining people. You want to show that you're having fun, end quote. And I put in my notes, mic drop. Because I was just like, yeah. Well said, Louis. Well said. So good. Oh, and did anyone else laugh? I actually did a LOL, a laugh out loud after they scrolled. You know, you're reading the interview, scroll, scroll. And they, they showed the ad with Louis in the white jacket and glasses. And I know I'd seen it before, but it just kind of caught me off guard. I started laughing out loud. I'm like, that's, that's hilarious. That was in a magazine. <laughs> oh, so good. So, yeah, if you can't tell, I, I love this interview. Great stuff. Click on the link below if you haven't read it yet. If you're a Louis hater and refuse to read it, I'm going to go ahead and deny that request, deny that comment, deny that thought, and demand that you read it ASAP. It's time well spent. Trust me. Trust me. Next up is something from Cole Nowicki called Skateboarding Gave Me a Way to Express My Grief. And it's listed on catapult.co. I'll include, include the link below as well. And this was a great read. You know, in this piece, he talked about how skateboarding, you know, continues to get him through his darkest times in life. We all have those, right? You know, it's it, that's life. It's There's never a time where you're not dealing with something. But, you know, first for him, it was after his loss of his stepfather. And then roughly 17 years later, his recent loss of his grandfather. And this is all during going down during COVID. So it was like he passed away and he had delay. And so he kind of painted this, this picture. And I know you've heard the phrase before, skateboarding saved my life, quote unquote. And many of us use it very loosely. But not Cole, though. Not Cole. He even mentioned after he said after he mentioned he's all, quote, and to be honest, as corny as that is, I don't know where I'd be without skateboarding either. So once again, you know, that's another individual like he he gets it, like how important skateboarding is and what he's done just for his overall mental status. You know, many of us feel that way. Some of us don't even realize how important, you know, rolling around on four wheels is to our sanity or or insanity, you know, I guess. But you get where I'm going with that. Cole mentioned that skateboarding also helps him cope with arguments, breakups, layoffs etc. And, you know, all our the aches and pains afterwards are moral victories, as per his therapist. Another cool thing that he divulged too was that he has a therapist. It's awesome. It's awesome that we're we as humans are talking about this more, you know, especially skateboarders. So I wanted to point that out. So nevertheless, though, this was a great read. And it was a nice look into Cole's childhood and his experiences while growing up in, hope I don't butcher this, Lac La Biche, Alberta. Lac La Biche, Alberta. To my Canadian listeners, did I, did I, am I close? It's not Lac La Biche, is it? See, and I have both of them in there. You can tell me which one it is. But he painted a nice picture into that and kind of from, you know, 17 years ago to now. But I wanted to point out, though, a key thing that, that really, like, it was it was wrapped up with this nice bow of a sentence. And as much as he talks, uh, talks about, like, his past and his grief, Cole also finds a way to add in some humor into the mix as well. So it was that very last sentence when you read it. <laughs> but I do have to say, now, Cole, I'm sure Edward, your grandfather, would allow you to give you at least one try, okay? 
or maybe three. But after that, you'd have to let the man rest in peace, damn it. Okay? Three tries, that's it. Okay? You talked about it. You wrote about it. Now we got to do it. We got to execute it. Let me know how it goes. We got this. And of course, rest in peace to your grandfather. And finally, have you read Willie Blackmore's Have You Heard About This Green Bench? That is posted on Curbed.com. And yes, he's talking about the bench, that bench, the curved bench, the one that Ave destroyed recently, that one. Now, I know many of you have been like losing sleep over this, but as of this podcast and this post and this article, the location of the bench is in Tompkins Square Park right now. Dot, 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 we hope. <laughs> so right, it's right there for you to admire, to enjoy, to do switch nose blunts on. You take your pick. Well, unless it gets stolen again, right? Crossing my fingers. I hope I didn't jinx it. But hey, you know, it happened a lot. I'm not the, you know, I'm not jinxing it. Now I think about it. No, if you read the story, you know, this is just part of the, what happens with this bench, you know? But it was a fun read and it was great to hear the backstory of the original one. And then the, the two, like two decade, right? Two decades saga of like discovery, you know, theft, loss. And the reconstruction of a duplicate. Yeah, Ave went there. He's like, you know what? We're going to make a duplicate. I know the measurements. We're just going to duplicate this bad boy. I'm just going to have it on the go whenever I need it. So, yeah, that's what's cool is that it's available for anyone to skate right now. (laughs) For now, as I said. So, And I don't know what I'd be able to do on it. You uh, you can tell me. I mean, maybe, you know, tell me what you you would do. But put me down. For a board slide, I'm just checking my mental notes here. It shouldn't take me this long. Or, I mean, on the inside of the the curve, right? Or maybe a short, like a short-ass nose. I'm talking short. You know, because once I hit that curve, I'm going to probably end up going fakie. So, yeah, put me down for those two. Board slide, short-ass nose slide to fakie. And I appreciate it in advance. I mean, don't hold me to that. Just, Just put me down for you. You know what I'm saying. So that was a great, great piece, great article. Check it out if you haven't done so yet. And just while we're on the topic of reading, you know, be sure to pick up a copy of Kyle Beachy's The Most Fun Thing. He was on my show, what, four or five episodes back. Go circle back if you haven't listened to it. Buy his book. It's a fantastic read. And I just might. Actually, what am I saying? Just might. I do have an extra copy. If you are in need, maybe I'll do like a giveaway or something or just randomly give it to like, I don't know, the second or third or fourth person just to reach out for it. Who knows? But uh, there is one, an extra copy in my room that would love a home. So uh, I'll just put that on you guys. I mean, if, if no one, if, if you, my guess is because. It's such an awesome book, and he's been doing all these interviews and all this, and everyone's buying it, that every single skateboarder on the planet has a copy of it. And Kyle is currently looking at either Lamborghinis or, like, Porsche Carreras. That's that's just what I'm assuming. If I'm wrong, let me know, guys, if, if there's someone out there that needs a book. Like I said, I got a copy. I might be able to help you out. So thanks for tuning in. And how about we do this again next week, but say on – on next Wednesday, I'll be sure not to go to any Earthquakes game and imbibe too many cervezas. So, cool? Sound good? 
Peace.